Hi, welcome to episode 80 of the Hey, Okay, Ha, Happy Hour with MP Standards. I am MP Standards. You can call me Matt, Matthew, Mateo, Mateus, um, Al, whatever. I uh, hope you're doing well on this Monday, huh? Typically don't do the uh, podcast on Mondays, but there's a first time. For everything, um, man, I'm getting my ass kicked on. Uh, first, this is the first year ever in my life that I have participated in uh, the fantasy football. Now, I may have ranted uh, in the past on previous pods about my ambivalence regarding American football. So. Uh, Clearly, I had no idea what the fuck I'm doing. But I got roped into a fantasy football league this year uh, via work, you know. And let's see how I did this week. I lost week one, um, got a spanking, and this week I lost uh, 151 to 86. That's a... If that were a basketball game, I'm not sure I've ever seen a score that lopsided. Um... So I, don't, I did the auto draft, right? And all you fantasy football nerds, you know what the fuck I'm talking about. You're like, if you did the auto draft, what's the point? I don't know. I don't know, shits and giggles. But uh, here's where the auto draft steered me wrong. Drafted Saquon Barkley. Am I saying his first name right? You know, the running back for the Giants who blew out his knee early last season. But I figure technology these days, these surgeries, they're, they're back up and at them within like a month. I figure a year, almost a year's past. He'll be doing well. I could start him. Wrong. Wrong. Fucker had 20 yards first game. What did he have the last game yesterday? Thursday. 57 yards. Um, and then my quarterback is Josh Allen, who I know nothing about. Or I did. I knew nothing about it until this year. I'd never heard of him. And people are like, hey, he's, he's good, man. He's top five quarterback. He's a young guy. Came out of nowhere. Where the hell? Where the hell you been? Where the hell you been? Josh Allen's gonna put up big numbers. This fucker's shat the bed two weeks in a row. So I'm looking like I am zero and two now in the fantasy football. Kiss that thirty-five dollar entry fee goodbye. Hope your fantasy football's doing better, or whatever the fuck it is you do. Uh, yeah, they had to explain to me the rules of uh, of fantasy football, and you'd think I'd be, if anything, I'd be the type of guy that would make fun of uh, fantasy football. Never have, never will. Anything that has to do with gambling, if it, as long as it's not slot machine related, and ninety nine percent of casino games, I'm not going to make fun of it. I get it. Go ahead, gamble. Create any any new ways. Of, I gotta check out fantasy basketball though. That seems more up my alley. Why is that not a thing? I mean, it's, it's a thing, but it's not as popular. Is it because there's too many games? You gotta you gotta keep track every day what the fuck is going on. Who ruptured their Achilles? Who's got the COVID? Who's got the COVID protocol? Set out shit. Right, you got to keep track. But I do that anyway. You know, I'm a basketball fan. Hey, if you know any good 
uh, NBA Fantasy Basketball, whatever the fuck it is, why don't you alert me? If you know me, call me or text me. If you don't, why don't you email me at MP at Hey, okay, ha. Happy hour. Um, I'll fuck it. I'll join your fucking league. If it's under 50 bucks, I'll throw in some, I'll throw you a cash app shit. You gotta explain to me how to play, but I'll fucking play. Um, why don't I start my own uh, league? I don't know. Sounds like a lot of work. Sounds like a lot of work for a, for a, a guy with a full plate. <clears throat> anyway, what the fuck? I'm ranting about fantasy football Monday. It's that time of year. It's still, it's still hot though. Got a sunburn yesterday. It's too late for a sunburn. It's too late to get burned now. I believe, I believe, I believe it's fall time now. Um, I don't know. What else? I've been going down rabbit holes. Wikipedia. Rabbit holes. Are you like me? Do you do, you do the Wikipedia rabbit hole? Hmm? Maybe you're a guy that you, you drink a lot of coffee. You got to pair your coffee with something. A lot of people smoke the cigarette with the coffee. Maybe you smoke the marijuana with the coffee, right? Maybe you like to be alert while you procrastinate. Hmm? And then you go down a Wikipedia rabbit hole. My most recent one was government gas cans. Sounds like a band. Government gas can. Now, I don't know what to make of this. I don't know if you're familiar with the story. Uh, but in 2009, the uh, United States government, the federal government said, hey, those, five, those red five-gallon gas cans you use to fill up your uh, lawnmower or your watercraft, whatever it is, um, those are illegal now. You can't have them. You can't manufacture them. Can't sell them. Can't buy them. Can't have. Well, you can have them, but you better. You better have bought them before two thousand nine, because those gas cans are illegal. Okay. Seems like a weird, random thing to to prohibit. Surely they got a good reason. And the reason they gave was not seemed. Uh, it seemed plausible at first glance. Said. Uh, we want to make sure nobody's spilling their gasoline. We want to make sure gas ain't being spilled. So we got to have these new containers required to be airtight. Got to have a self-closing lid. No more vents. Uh, wait, 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 wait a second. Now what happened is the government literally destroyed the gas can. Now if you buy a gas can, you're going to spill all over the place. Why? Because vents are illegal on a gas can. This sounds so ridiculous, so minuscule. What the fuck are you talking about? But it became a legendary case study of how incompetent government bureaucrats are. You know how when you, uh, you open a can of condensed milk or maybe some soup, right? Yeah, you have two holes when you pour, right? If you just put one hole in a uh, can of condensed milk and you pour it out, what's going to happen? <coughs> right? It's going to spill that gluggy shit because of the air pressure, right? The air needs to come in. It's got nowhere to come in. It's got to go in the same hole that the liquid is coming out. You know basic physics, right? Everybody knew this. And so, until 2009, gas cans worked. There wasn't a problem. There was no need for a federal fucking mandate because 
gas cans worked. I mowed a lot of lawns in my day, and I remember those gas cans flowed so smoothly. That stream was so uniform, I didn't even use a funnel. You know? I'd say, fuck that funnel. I got... I'm in a hurry. I'm just going to pour it right into the lawnmower. And the damn stream was smooth enough that that was possible. But no more. No more. Now it's because you don't have intake. That was made illegal. So the explanation doesn't make any sense. It's as if they wanted to make the gas cans spill more. Because that's what happened. So gas cans no longer work. Uh, you can't use them. I mean, you can, but it's a fucking pain in the ass. And you're going to spill shit everywhere. Pain in the ass. Did I say pain in the ass? You're going to spill your gas everywhere. Now, my question uh, uh, to myself is, was this by design? Was the, hey, we want to make sure it doesn't spill uh, a, a 180 lie? They, they intended to do the exact opposite? Or was it mere ignorance? It's hard to... It's hard for me to, 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 to decide. Because on one, on one hand, any 12-year-old knows the physics of how to pour things out. It seems to stretch the imagination that people in charge of formulating public policy, federal law regarding the uh, efficiency of these gas cans would overlook the most basic, the most basic aspect of a functioning canister. It seems crazy, but it's possible. It's possible, which brings me to Hanlon's razor. I told you it was a, a rabbit hole, right? You start off looking at government alleged incompetence, mandating gas cans. They literally ruin the gas. It's like a big practical joke on the entire population. That's how shitty these gas cans are. I cannot explain, I can't, cannot emphasize enough how useless these things are and how dumb the legislation was. So was this, was this malice? Was this a conspiracy man? Or should we remind ourselves of Hanlon's razor? Hanlon's razor, it's a rule of thumb, an adage, if you will. It states, never attribute to malice that which is adequately explained by stupidity. Right? Now, I should note that this uh, saying, Hanlon's razor, uh, came into being after a one Robert J. Hanlon submitted the statement to a joke book. Okay? It was a joke book. Right? It's not like some serious philosophical or scientific aphorism. Um, you know, it's, it's not Oxum's razor, which I don't even know if that's particularly scientific. Uh, and that is often misunderstood, right? People take Oxum's razor to mean um, the least disturbing explanation is the is usually the, the true explanation. That's not what I, it's the simplest explanation is usually the usually the the explanation you want to start out with. You start out there with the simplest, but a lot of times people mischaracterize that and they just take it to mean that because uh, often the simplest explanation is nefarious. Often. Which flies in the face of what we're talking about now. Hanlon's razor. In other words, stupidity is common. And malevolence is maybe not as common as we assume. Which is good news. Which is good news, I think. Because if I've, if I've given a choice between stupidity 
and malice, I'm going to, I'd rather confront stupidity because malice cannot be reasoned with. Malevolence cannot be bargained with or swayed. It is simply suffering for suffering's sake. It's evil. It's evil. Um, Whereas stupidity or ignorance, you know, you maybe you just, you're not aware. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to be optimistic here. So let's just assume the government bureaucrats who destroyed the five-gallon gas can were just retarded. They weren't, they weren't operating on some dark, nefarious scheme to actually, you know, create more gas spillage, require more gas more trips to the gas pump. No, no, no. They were actually motivated by stopping gas and they were just too stupid to realize it. Let's go with that. We are talking about government employees. These are not the brightest people, okay? Often they're very ambitious. A lot of times they're very conscientious, but these are not visionaries, okay? Um, what's that old Buddhist aphorism? Suffering is usually cut. You have your expectations too high. You're always getting disappointed. I think we need to manage our expectations when it comes to government workers and their hired liars. These are not sages. Just let's manage our expectations. These are children. These are children walking around, getting off on the idea of ordering their betters around. Let's manage expectations. These aren't mustache-twirling, evil geniuses. These are dumb children. Dumb children with guns and a monopoly on violence. What could go wrong? So that's Hanlon's razor. That's always the one to get a razor to have in your tool belt. You got Oxums. Is it Oxums? I feel like I'm saying that wrong. Oxham? Oxham's razor. It's probably not even close to that. It's probably fucking a whole nother word. Oh my God, it's not coming up. I sound like a moron. Ox, hams, Occam. Look at, listen to me. Oh, I'm sorry. You probably tuned me out three minutes ago when I was saying Ox, Oxum's razor. It's, it's Occam. It's Occam's razor. But you knew what I was referring to, and that's all that matters. Occam. I apologize to Occam. Where did Occam's razor come from? Let's see this. Occam's razor is the principle of persimony or law of persimony is the problem-solving principle that entities should not be multiplied beyond necessity. Okay, so it's, it looks like it's a little deeper and more complicated than what, I, than what I said. Sometimes inaccurately paraphrased as the simplest explanation is usually the best one. See, I was wrong. I was wrong about the uh, the simple that, that's not what I was pronouncing it wrong I had the definition wrong I apologize dear listeners so to re to, to, to review Occam's razor is the problem solving principle that entities should not be multiplied beyond necessity alright okay enough enough razors uh, I wonder if there's two or three or four blades on these fucking razors. What else is going on? Did you see uh, the penguins? Penguins, bad beat for the penguins over in uh, Africa. The African penguins, 63 perished. 63 uh, penguins perished in a harrowing uh, bee attack. 
they were they were murdered by bees, these uh, African <clears throat> penguins. They're endangered, so it's it's even it's even more more dire. Um, let me look this up because you know you want more information. You I can't just leave you hanging on sixty three fucking penguins were murdered by bees. You gotta be like, well, what the fuck did what the penguins do to start it, huh? Would the bees just target these sixty three penguins out of nowhere? Bees kill 63 endangered penguins in South Africa. Postmortems showed the African penguins had multiple stings around their eyes. These fucking penguins are so endangered, they're getting autopsies, you know. These corpses, these penguin corpses get better treatment than most uh, war casualties. Uh, a swarm of bees has killed 63 endangered African penguins on a beach outside Cape Town. The Southern African Foundation for the Conversation of Coastal Birds said, What a specific organization. Hi, I'm the president of the Southern African Foundation for the Conversation of Coastal Birds. Fuck those seabirds and fuck those Northern African birds. I'm only down with Southern African coastal birds. Uh, the protected birds were found dead in Simonstown a small town near Cape Town, home to a colony of penguins, and taken for post-mortems. Uh, speaking of um, endangered species getting murdered from flying things, uh, meanwhile, in Afghanistan, last we checked, we were, you know, the war had ended. But I read yesterday, or I guess Friday it was, uh, a U.S. drone strike. Here's how they worded it. A U.S. drone strike accidentally uh, led to the death of 10 civilians. Which is as euphemistic as you can word what actually happened. Turned out uh, seven of them were children. And a, uh, they were uh, fucking murdered by our drones, which... It's crazy to, to to end a war and then still manage to murder civilians in the in the country that you ended the war. What the fuck kind of withdrawal is this? Did we just withdraw the humans? Is that what's going on? We'll keep the remote controlled uh, death machines in the air. We'll murder a few kids every now and then just to keep them on their toes, you know, just to remind them of uh, of the futility of 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 the existence uh, when you have uh, random death showered upon you at random intervals is what what exactly I, th I thought we withdrew I thought we fuck you don't hear about civilians in Vietnam getting killed by United States military hardware anymore do you I don't know maybe you do I assume we don't we pulled out I thought thought that's what happens when you leave a fucking country you no longer murder people there I don't know maybe I'm old-fashioned maybe my ideas of uh Withdrawing and ending wars is, uh, you know, it's a twentieth-century uh, anachronism. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm the one who needs to grow up, right? Maybe it's just me. Sometimes you gotta murder a few kids. That's just that's just how it goes, right? Shame on me. Shame on me for thinking that's maybe something we should. Anyway, hi horse. Hi horse. Hi horse. Hi horse. <clears throat> Let's get back down to the ground. Let's get back down to the ground, shall we? Um, this week's been weird. 
you know how, you know, when celebrities die, you know, somebody will die and everybody on social media has got to do the IRP, IRP thing. And they got to somehow make it about them, right? Celebrities even do this. You know, they talk about the first time. The first time I met Joe Strummer was at CBGB. He told me I had a good blob and then it becomes all about them, you know. It's like name dropping. It's like it's like post mortem name dropping. Uh, when the so I, I I don't like to do the rested peace. Um, fucking random dead slip. Robin Williams, check in on your happy friends. Check in on your Parkinson uh, tested positive for Parkinson's friends. Um, but then the funniest motherfucker in the world died. After a secret bout with uh, what he would call bowel cancer. And we are now st- struck with a, a, a Norm MacDonald sized hole in our, in our hearts, in our souls. Um, it's, fu- it's fucked up to think like, I'm going to do what I hate now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it about me and tell you about how and when I first got into Norm MacDonald and, and what he means to me, meant to me. Because the uh, thing with Norm is everybody who liked him, every one of his fans, they felt like they were his number one fan. Everybody felt that way. It, it, like he had a cult following. But, he, but it feels like everybody felt that way. It's like everybody secretly thought they were the, one of the few who understood Norm MacDonald. Thus was the genius of, of his humor. Um, Twenty over twenty five years ago, when I, when I fell in love with um, Norm's comedy, nineteen ninety five. I was I was twelve years old. Two one of those ages. You're too little, too old for sleepovers. Little too young to go party on a Saturday night, right? So you watch the. I watched Mad TV, starts at 10 p.m., watched the first half hour, well, first 35 minutes of Mad TV, and then at 10.35, Central Time, Central Standard Time, Saturday Night Live would come on. And Weekend Update with Norm MacDonald was the main attraction for me. I used to play a little game with myself when he would deliver the joke, you deliver the, the setup, usually a news story. And in the, that little pause between the setup and the punchline, I would try to guess, try to anticipate what the, not the exact punchline, but kind of what the angle would be, what the, what the misdirect might be. And you could never, ever quite get it. There was always an extra turn, an extra layer in that punchline, uh, Jim Downey was the, the head writer. I think he deserves a lot of the credit for the writing, but Norm's delivery was what... Because uh, the audience, the studio audience, the live audience would often not laugh. You know, and he would famously just do that stare down, right? To the silent, or sometimes the, the gasp of the crowd at the, the bluntness of the, the punchlines are often just stating the facts as bluntly as possible, which would, would oftentimes reveal the absurdity 
more, um, much more, I don't know what the fucking word is, much more boom, boom, percussively, much more percussively than if you dressed it up with all these frills. Good examples when Michael Jackson and Priscilla Presley got divorced. I'm going to spare you the norm impression, but I'll try to at least convey the, the soul of the joke, which was uh, Priscilla Presley and Michael Jackson have um, signed for a divorce, citing irreconcilable differences. It turns out she's more of a stay-at-home body, and, whereas he's more of a homosexual pedophile. That joke just fucking punched me, right? Because it it sound, it's so blunt, it almost sounds like a like a like a, a a slur, a homosexual pedophile. But you're stating in the uh, the most that's what he was accused of anyway, right? We don't we don't fucking know. I don't know. It's hard. It's one of the you cannot describe the humor. Uh, although I'm trying. That was 25 years ago, and since then. Uh, Norm did dirty work, you know, movies, but really it was his, his, uh, his stand-up. And what a, what a beacon of, of just comedy purist. That's all you can say. He's a comedy purist. I think his death on 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 some level will be regarded as heroic, as time goes on. It's the fact that he just kept it to himself, battling cancer for nine years. Is, is a. Uh, that's a boss move. Um, that would only it would only have undercut his his comedy if we knew he was dying. He was, It doesn't. It would only have helped him. That's what makes it heroic. If he had public publicized his battle uh, with bowel cancer, it would only help him. Right. He would get sympathy and he would get it off his chest. But by keeping it to himself, he, he bore it. He bore that cross. And we were treated to some of the greatest stand-up comedy in the history of the English-speaking world without having to, without the bittersweet knowledge that this man was dying. So anytime you cheat the gods by, um, by, by, Leaving behind more pleasure than suffering, you're a you're a hero, and uh, I don't know what else one can say. So rest in peace, Norm Macdonald. Um, I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna make it a, a point now to to go out of my way and risk. You know, I, I you know when you're. You're starting, out, you're starting out as a comedian. You see a comedian that you you know you, you love and respect that you've seen forever. You always feel shy. You don't want to say something stupid. You don't want to be some douchey fan. Right? So there's a tendency just to be like, oh, you know. Not to, to be aloof, I guess, right? But fuck that. I might go out of my way now just if I see a comedian that I respect, go out of my way, shake their hand, look them in the eye, and say, I love what you're doing. Thank you. Just say thank you. I think that's enough. Because when these fucking comedians die, uh, again, this is just a selfish thought. Um, There's always, God damn it, what if I didn't see them live, didn't get to meet them? Um, God, going back to 2007, you know, George Carlin, 
Then it was Greg Giraldo, Patrice O'Neill, Ralphie May, and now Norm MacDonald. I leave anybody off the list? Last 15 years? I mean, Richard, Richard Jenny, that one was... Uh, um, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Because I'm not... It's not like I ever fucking worked with Norm. I never even met the fucking guy. So far be it for me to to try to encapsulate what the fuck he represented. But all I can do is speak from, as a fan, as most of us can. And uh, I think he's going to, uh, he's going to be on the Mount Rushmore. He's going to, he's only going to get more influential as time passes. As the view of him becomes clearer. We were too close to him, like a mountain range. When he was alive in here, it was too close. We couldn't see the mountains, the, the beauty of them. But now that it's, it's uh, waning in the distance. We can appreciate what, how complete, versatile, from one-liners to absurdist humor to logical humor to long, shaggy dog stories and everything in between, uh, some of the darkest, most un-PC humor to some of the cleanest, most wholesome dad jokes, everything. He had it all. Everything. And he will be missed, literally. Like when you miss a train, you didn't even fucking get to go on the train. You missed, you just missed the fucking train. All right, what else? We, what else? Is that 30 minutes? Maybe I should just shut the fuck up right now, huh? Maybe that's a good idea. I'm going to do just that. So you guys, uh, you guys have a rest, a uh, good rest of the week. And I'll, I'll talk to you next week if I don't talk to you sooner. But tell them, take care of yourself and take care of each other. Bye.